you need parts, O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Sask Egg Today is brought to you by Future Ford in Melville. Future Ford is your automotive expert. From sales to service, they're the ones you can trust to get you rolling again sooner. Sask Egg Today with Doug Faulkner. Good afternoon and welcome to Sask Ag Today. Coming up on today's program, the Canadian Grain Commission's Harvest Sample Program is up and running again. We'll hear from Kerry Pleskatch, who is the Program Manager for Analytical Services at the CGC. Sustainability and animal welfare are key components of raising chickens on larger farms in Saskatchewan. Tiffany Martinka and her husband Lane are broiler producers in the St. Benedict area. We'll hear from her about how they're raising chickens on their farm. The East Central Research Foundation and Suncrest College in Yorkton have just released the results of another research project. We'll hear from Research Coordinator Mike Hall on that. And it comes regarding nitrogen fertilizer on frozen snow or snow-covered soils. And construction is proceeding on the new Cargill Canola Crushing Plant located within the Global Transportation Hub on the eastern side of Regina. SaskAgToday.com's Chief Agricultural Editor Kevin Hirsch will join us on that. So all of those stories and much more coming up on today's edition of SaskAg Today. Welcome back to SaskAg Today. The Canadian Grain Commission's Harvest Sample Program is up and running for the 97th year. Carrie Pleskatch is the Program Manager for Analytical Services at the CGC. She says farmers who've registered can submit grain of their choosing to the Commission and will receive a free unofficial grade of the grain as well as different quality assessments. Farmers can get involved at no cost by going online to www.grainscanada.gc.ca slash hsp. She describes the process after registration. What they would do is they would select the grains that they're growing that year and we would make a package for them. So they'll get a big envelope in the mail and it'll include like how to sample their grain. It will include different envelopes depending on what commodity they sign up for. Um, And then we ask them to fill an envelope up of their grain and then they throw that envelope in the mail and it arrives for us. And again, it's no cost for shipping or to sign up. And it's about, it ends up being about one kilogram of sample that the envelope can hold. Not only does the program help a farmer determine the quality of grain for marketing purposes, it also helps the Grain Commission in a number of ways. It gives us an overall sense of the quality of the harvest that is being uh, grown across Canada um, in this year. It can identify potential problems uh, that may cause customer concern. It helps market the Canadian grain and show the good quality of grain that we grow each year. We also use uh, the leftover samples to evaluate our grain grades and our tolerances for the grade grains. Um, And then 
many of the researchers use the sample for uh, different research projects as well. So a lot of the sample is used up each year. She notes participation in the program can vary from year to year, depending on how the growing season went. Last year, it was a really good quality crop. So in good years, we tend to see that less um, samples are submitted to the program just because producers will know they have a good quality crop. But we still like to receive the samples because it just helps us with many different things that I've mentioned. So this year, we are actually on track to meet to hit the same amount of samples as we did last year. So currently we've received just over 6,200 samples that we're busy processing, um, and we were around that mark last year. A lot of samples the Grain Commission receives come from Western Canada. In fact, in some years, they've received as many as 12,000 samples. In the drought year of 2021, the Commission got 11,000 grain samples. Pleskatch says they're open to feedback to improve the program. We hear from producers all the time um, through our email or calling us. Um, we're also at some trade shows across Canada at different times of the year where they could, you know, give us feedback. And we're open to any feedback or how we can improve our program. Interested producers have until November 13th to register online. And those who have signed up have until November 30th to submit their grain sample. And it's now time for the Ag Review portion of our program, and that's a presentation of New Era Ag Technologies in Swan River. GX94 Ag Review. The Dairy Farmers of Canada are recommending that an upcoming adjustment to the farm gate price of milk be delayed amid ongoing food inflation and pressure on the food industry to stabilize prices. In a statement on their website Friday, Dairy Farmers of Canada President David Weens says the organization recommends that the Canadian Dairy Commission delay any price adjustment on milk until further notice. The recommendation comes after the Canadian Federation of Independent Grocers last week called for a pause on any further increases to milk prices. The Canadian Dairy Commission is a crown corporation that reviews the price dairy farmers are paid for their milk every fall, with adjustments to that price made in February. This year, the Commission's formula determined that price could go up 1.77% in February. CN and CPKC Rail supplied a combined 85% of hopper cars ordered in Grain Week 10, a modest increase from the previous week's 83% order fulfillment performance. The slight improvement in overall performance reflects a significant improvement in performance for CN, largely offset by a notable decline in performance for CPKC. In supplying 86% of hopper cars ordered on time in Week 10, CN saw performance improve materially from the 69% order fulfillment performance they posted in Week 9. CN performance remains below the 90% performance threshold for the 6th consecutive week and for the 7th time in the last 8 weeks. On the heels of a significant improvement, CPKC order fulfillment performance saw a notable decline with the railway supplying 84% of shipper orders in Week 10 as compared to 97% order fulfillment performance in Week 9. 
CPKC performance once again falls below the 90% threshold for the second time in the last three weeks. A professor at the Western College of Veterinary Medicine says black-legged ticks, which can carry Lyme disease, are still active this time of year and should not be dismissed. Emily Jenkins says a majority of the ticks found in Saskatchewan are the American dog tick, but there are others to keep an eye out for. Jenkins says black-legged ticks are much smaller than brown ticks that are typical in May and June. They tend to reside in tall grass, brush, and wooded areas. Russia has destroyed almost 300,000 metric tons of grain since July in attacks on Ukraine's port facilities and on ships, underscoring the war's threat to global food security. This summer, Moscow quit a UN-brokered deal that had allowed exports of Ukrainian grain through the Black Sea safely. Since then, Russian forces have hit six civilian ships and 150 port and grain facilities during 17 attacks, destroying crops headed for export. The damage on Ukrainian ports has reduced the country's grain export potential by 40%. Russia has attacked port facilities on both the Black Sea and Danube River. 21 grain-loaded vessels have already used a new humanitarian grain corridor in the Black Sea that Kyiv established in August. Under the previous UN Black Sea Grain Initiative, Ukraine had exported 33 million metric tons of grain, with 60% of that shipped to African and Asian countries. European Union governments have failed to give a decisive opinion on a proposal to extend by 10 years EU approval for the use of glyphosate, the active ingredient in Bayer's Roundup herbicide. A qualified majority of 15 countries representing at least 65% of the bloc's population had been required either to support or to block the proposal. The European Commission said in a statement there was no qualified majority either way in a vote by a committee of the EU's 27 members. EU governments will try again in the first half of November when another failure to produce a clear opinion would leave the decision with the European Commission. A decision is needed by December 14th as the current approval expires the following day. The previous time glyphosate's license came up for reapproval, the EU gave it a five-year extension after EU countries twice failed to support a 10-year period. And be sure to listen to the latest SaskAg Today podcast. It's brought to you by Future Ford in Melville. Future Ford has been serving the Melville area for over 30 years. They focus on the future. Their staff are ready for what's to come. Ford Tech is changing all the time with new vehicle technology like EV, self-driving, and more. Get ready to drive into the future. Why? Because the future is Future Ford. Welcome back to SaskAg Today. I'm Doug Falconer. It's sunny and 14 degrees in the Yorkton-Melville region. I'll have your complete weather details coming up at the top of the hour. Sustainability and animal welfare are key components of raising chickens on larger farms in Saskatchewan. Tiffany Martinka and her husband Lane are broiler producers in the St. Benedict area, about 120 kilometers northeast of Saskatoon. Tiffany was a guest on the latest edition of the Canadian Food Focus podcast called Ask a Farmer. The barns have already been cleaned, disinfected, 
straw is chopped and spread evenly throughout the barn. It is a wide open barn. There are no cages. Chicks have free run of our barn. There are feed lines and water lines hanging from the ceiling of the barn that come down to ground level so the chicks can easily have access to clean food and water 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The chicks arrive on farm very soon after hatching. They are all less than 24 hours old. I even say they're probably less than 12 hours old. And we're fitting roughly 45,000 chicks in each barn. And that number can change depending on the weight we are growing our chicks to. We grow to 2.32 kg, and we do that in 34 days. The reason we can grow them so quickly and efficiently is because of the genetics of the chick, as well as the high-quality feed we are feeding them. We work with a feed nutritionist to ensure that they're growing the best possible way that they can. The birds are monitored on a very regular basis. We check these barns every day, twice a day. We ensure that they are growing and thriving. The barns are also heated quite warm when they arrive, 34, 35 degrees Celsius when they arrive. And then that temperature is lowered as they get bigger and they're producing more heat themselves. They're growing for 34 days at 34 days. Our chickens are then shipped out in the night, and the reason it's in the night is because it's nice and dark, and the chickens sit nice and still when the chicken picking crew come in to pick them. They literally just pick them up, and they are loaded into the semi-truck. The entire farm is outfitted with various types of technology. There are sensors on our feed bins, sensors on our feed and water lines, our heating system, and it's all computerized. And that goes to our phone so that we can see at any given time of day how our chickens are doing out there. Caring for animals is a 24-7 job. You're always on call. And sometimes the barn might be calling at 3 a.m. with an alarm that is saying you got to go out and check something because something is not quite right. So having that technology has been such a lifesaver when it comes to being able to care for our chickens. Martinka says growing grain and raising chickens are a good sustainable fit in rural Saskatchewan. The cereals we are growing on our farm, in particular hullless barley, that is what we are feeding to our chickens in addition to their supplement. We are growing that grain, we're feeding it to our chickens, and then after harvest, the straw from that crop is then baled to put back into the barns as they're bedding on the, on the floor as well. Not only are we feeding our chickens the grain, but then when all the manure is cleaned out of our barns at the end of the cycle, it is spread back onto our fields and we are able to reduce fertilizer requirements by up to half on a lot of our fields. So it just is a really nice pairing to have grain land with our chicken farm. And there's so many different types of farming that often just fit really, really well together and serve each other in that way. Tiffany Martinka and her husband Lane are broiler producers in the St. Benedict area, about 120 kilometers northeast of Saskatoon. She was a guest on the latest edition on the Ask a Farmer podcast, produced by Canadian Food Focus. Livestock Market Conditions U.S. live cattle futures for December closed at 186.55 today. That's down 20. 
February live cattle closed at 190.65, down 27. November feeder cattle closed at 249.92, down 165. January feeder cattle closed at 251.52, down 72. December lean hogs closed at 68.30, down 120. February lean hogs closed at 73.07, down 127. And that's the livestock market conditions. The East Central Research Foundation and Suncrest College in Yorkton have just released the results of another research project. It studied top-dressing nitrogen fertilizer on frozen or snow-covered soils in Saskatchewan at seven locations across the province. Some farmers are tempted to broadcast nitrogen on snow due to time management constraints. Research coordinator Mike Hall says the research took place in 2021 and 2022. This weed trial was developed by Kim Stonehouse with Saskatchewan Agriculture. The objective is to show the loss of production and economic risks associated with broadcast applications of nitrogen fertilizers on frozen or snow-covered soils in Saskatchewan. ECRF and Parkland College have conducted similar studies in the past and found broadcast applications of urea on 10 centimeters of snow produced wheat which was 19 bushels per acre lower yielding with 1.2% less grain protein compared to treatments which receive side banding of nitrogen at seeding. In other words, broadcasting urea on snow resulted in a lot of nitrogen loss which wasn't reduced even when we use SuperU. However, the use of SuperU did reduce nitrogen losses and improve crop yields when applied in early or late fall, just not when we applied it to snow. However, no broadcast treatment of urea with or without SuperU resulted in a comparable yield or grain protein relative to the side banded check. He starts with the research done in 2021. Here's Kim's treatment list. The rate of nitrogen here is referred to as 1x because the rate differed between locations based on N requirements. However, within a location, each treatment received the same rate of nitrogen. The broadcast application timings were mid-November in green, early February in red, and early April in blue. At each timing, broadcast applications of bare urea, SuperU, and Anvil were compared. Anvil has a urease inhibitor, which protects against volatilization losses of ammonia. SuperU has a urease inhibitor and a nitrification inhibitor, which reduces the risk of nitrogen losses from denitrification and leaching. So all these broadcast applications of N were compared against the same rate of spring side-banded urea at seeding, which is treatment 10. Treatment 10 is the check as NU sufficiency for spring banded applications is best. It's the right place and the right time. Here are the yield results from 2021. There were no statistically significant yield differences between treatments at Prince Albert, Yorkton, Indian Head, and Melfort. Drought and high residual soil N would have affected the results at our site at Yorkton. It's hard to detect differences in NU sufficiency when your level of soil N is high particularly during a drought. Likewise, rates of applied nitrogen were also high at Prince Albert and Melfort. 
In other words, losing a little n is not going to make a lot of difference to yield potential if there's more than enough n in the system. Despite the drought and extremely low yield potential at swift current, it was possible to detect some differences between treatments. However, numerically, the yield of the side-banded check was only the second highest yield. At Redvers and Outlook, side-banded urea produced significantly more yield than any other broadcast treatment, as expected. Redvers had a decent yield potential and Outlook had a high yield potential as it was irrigated. Numerically, yields were highest for the side-banded nitrogen treatment at Indian Head as well. Hall then took a look at the 2022 data. In 2022, Prince Albert, Yorkton, Melfort and Redvers had no significant differences in grain yields between treatments. At Yorkton, this may have been the result of high residual soil N again, and in season, hail causing variability. Again, Prince Albert and Melfort had high rates of applied nitrogen, which may have masked nitrogen losses. At the remaining sites, where significant differences were detected, side-banded urea was once again the highest yielding treatment. While there was occasionally a trend for higher yields when products with urease inhibitors were used, differences were never statistically significant. In 2021, significant differences in grain protein between treatments were detected at all locations except Yorkton. Protein levels were extremely high at Yorkton, which just indicates how the residual level of soil N was excessive for the dry growing conditions. At all other sites, side-banded nitrogen produced the highest level of grain protein. In 2022, significant differences in grain protein were detected between treatments at all sites again except Yorkton. What can I say, we were still working our way through high levels of soil nitrogen. Excepting Redvers, sites where significant differences were detected found side-banded nitrogen produced the highest level of grain protein. For some site years, broadcast applications in early February tended to produce the lowest grain protein. Similar to the yield data, treating with a urease inhibitor tended to increase grain protein, but differences were again statistically insignificant. He then analyzes the final numbers. An economic analysis was performed by averaging the data from all site years together. The cost comparison assumed a price of $10.80 per bushel of wheat and an additional cost of using Amble of $128 per ton and for SuperU $150 per ton relative to using straight urea. Every broadcast treatment resulted in a substantial economic loss compared to side banding the urea at seeding. However, keep in mind that many of the sites had reduced yield potential due to drought or had high levels of nitrogen. As a result, the potential loss of nitrogen at these sites may not have affected yield because there's lots in the system. At sites that were highly responsive to added nitrogen, the loss in income from broadcasting urea was considerably higher. It would have been higher still if a protein premium was also considered in the economic analysis. So while broadcasting nitrogen on snow may save time, it comes with a large economic cost and the use of a urease inhibitor under those conditions is not going to improve the economics. To be fair, our past work from Yorkton has found urease inhibitors can make economic sense, particularly when broadcasting urea in early fall on warm soils. It just doesn't seem to help much when broadcasting on snow. 
Thanks to the Ministry's Strategic Field Program for funding this study. Mike Hall is the research coordinator for the East Central Research Foundation and Suncrest College, based in Yorkton. Please stay tuned. Your Commodities Update is coming up right after these messages. Commodities Update. Canola futures closed up across the board today. November canola closed at 7.23.20, up $3.20. January canola closed at 7.27.20, up $2.10. December Minneapolis wheat closed at 7.28 and three quarters, up six and three quarters of a cent. December Kansas City wheat closed at 6.68 and three quarters, down a quarter of a cent. December Chicago wheat closed at 5.77 and a quarter, that's down two and a half cents. December corn closed at 4.90 per bushel, down three and a quarter cents. November soybeans closed at 12.86 and a quarter, up six cents. December oats closed at 3.81 and three quarters, down one and a half cents. And that's the Commodities Update. Farm Bulletin Board. Thinking ahead to next year, the federal and Saskatchewan governments have announced an increase to the Agriculture Student Scholarship. The amounts went up this year with $6,000 going to the top recipient and $3,000 to the three runners-up. Public Trust Specialist with the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture, Bryce Lewins, says students can apply by creating a three-minute video or 1,000-word essay on farming and the environment. So students have that option to write a 1,000-word essay or produce a three-minute video on the topic of farming and environmental sustainability. And videos or essay submissions can address one or more of the following guiding questions such as what does environmental sustainability look like? What can the agriculture industry do to communicate the sustainable environmental practices performed by Saskatchewan producers? What can be done to preserve ecosystems and ensure effective land management within farming operations? And what can producers do differently to better promote environmental sustainability? The scholarship aims to grow students' passion for agriculture. The Agriculture Student Scholarship Program allows the ministry to identify young agriculture advocates and leverage their passion to tell the story of Saskatchewan agriculture. Grade 12 students or recent high school graduates within the past two school years living in Saskatchewan who plan to take agriculture-related post-secondary education beginning in the fall of 2024 are eligible to submit their application. He says the deadline to apply is just a few months away. The deadline for applications is March 1st of 2024. And for more information on the Agriculture Student Scholarship Program, you can visit saskatchewan.ca slash ag dash scholarship. Lewins also tells us where the application can be sent. Students can submit their completed applications by email to agriculture dot scholarship at gov dot sk dot ca. 
The scholarship is funded through the Sustainable Canadian Agricultural Partnership. And that's all the time we have for today's Farm Bulletin Board. It's now 1 o'clock in Saskatchewan, 2 o'clock in Manitoba. Time to check the GX94 Precision Weather Forecast. For the Quill Lakes, Hudson Bay, Swan River, Broadview, Mooseman, Indian Head, and Yorkton, Melville, Roblin, Russell regions today, mainly sunny, winds west-northwest at 10 to 20, and a high of 18 degrees. For tonight, increasing cloud, winds southeast at 10 to 20, a low of 6. Tomorrow, cloudy with a 40% chance of spotty showers later in the day. Winds east-southeast at 15 to 25, a high of 15 degrees, an overnight low of 6. For Wednesday, partly to mainly sunny. Winds northwest at 15 to 25, a high of 14. For Thursday, partly to mainly sunny, a high of 17. Friday, partly sunny, a high of 15. In the Paw and Roblin, it's 13 degrees. Swan River and Brandon are at 14. Dauphin, 17. Show Lake Russell, 15. Regina and Broadview Mooseman are reporting in at 16 degrees. Saskatoon is at 12. Hudson Bay, 13. Indian Head, 17. Winyard Wadena Kelvington, 15. The Yorkton Melville region has a sunny sky, a west northwest wind at 5 kilometers an hour. 55% is the relative humidity. The temperature is 14 degrees. That's your agriculture weather, and that'll do it for Saskag today for today. Be sure to tune in again tomorrow at 12.15 Saskatchewan time for another edition of the program. It's time now for the news and sports headlines. Saskag today has been brought to you by Future Ford in Melville. Future Ford is your automotive expert. From sales to service, they're the ones you can trust to get you rolling again sooner.